Hello and welcome to Unframed, conversations about the arts on CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon and streaming live around the world at cfcr.ca. I'm your host, Michael Peterson. It's actually my co-host, Alejandro, who is with me here tonight. Alejandro is teaching an artist block workshop in North Battleford this weekend, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So thanks for joining me, Alejandro. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's, it's about time that we just hang out a little bit here <laughs> in the studio. We don't often record together anymore, so we seem to pass at different times, but yes. Well, so first of all, artist block. So helping artists to get over some of those challenging stages in the creation. So let's talk about artist block first. What, what, how would you define that? What, what is happening for artists when that happens? Well, artist block m- can mean many things. One of them could be uh, artists that cannot find time to start working again, or if they are stagnant in their projects that they don't know what direction to go. It also can be that they don't have the great materials and they are uh, emotionally get distracted about not accomplishing what they want. Or it could be also that they don't have the next step skills to finish a project and they have an idea and they don't know how to get it to completion. So what happened is that uh, people get uh, conflicted with all those emotions that happen when, when, when they have that block and they don't produce any more work. All right. So you're working on this. So how do artists start to address those issues then? I mean, that sounds like a wide swath. So. Yes. It's, first, you need to identify what is that is stopping you to not create work or what is stopping you to progress in your practice. And there's many ways to approach this. One of them is to identify, uh, just sit and write down with a notebook as easy as that and and just start identifying the things that stop you from or prevent you from doing work if it is that you're not producing work find out what things are stopping you sometimes it's that you are uh, in a level of poverty that you cannot afford more materials and another could be that you don't find a studio to work or another one could be uh, that you really are in a stage of depression uh, with that's an emotional array of things another one could be that uh, you had a bad experience or you're not sending your work enough and then you just stop producing. So then how are you helping these artists to identify this? Sit down with a notebook, but are you in this workshop then like working one-on-one with some of them, helping them to think through some of these processes or is it a group? I created uh, an exercise where artists talk to each other in an non-invasive way. And one of the, the practices that we do is that they sit with, with another person or another partner and they need to do a portrait of the other person. However, when I talk about portrait, what does that mean? That just, uh, that just spin creativity to say, okay, I never say do a drawing or a painting about it. So then that spins creativity. You can do a portrait of a person and not necessarily has to do a drawing or a painting. Right. And, but then and that's the start. And then they start talking about and then we do a critique. And I said, and that's the first approach. So people start thinking out of the, the routine of, of the normal thoughts that we have. OK, uh, you get tense. You need to do a portrait. You have the audience that is going to see your work. You're an artist. And then you think that this needs to be a masterpiece when in fact it's a five minute fast approach just to start getting you thinking, okay, I don't need to sit and do a masterpiece in five minutes. So just this practice of getting there and starting to paint on the canvas, basically. Absolutely. And the second thing is just talking about how frightening it is to have a blank canvas. 
there comes a lot of challenges with that or a bland piece of paper or a notebook if you're a writer and what's not. So uh, how do you approach that blank space? And then we go back to the elements of design and the elements of, of any piece of work. So sometimes uh, a lot of artists have forgotten about that or just put that aside and they think that is not needed. So just going back to those found fundamentals and foundations provide an opportunity to start thinking again, okay, might be that I have been overseeing this certain uh, like elements of designs and then from there you just start again. Okay, so helping to give artists some of the tools as well then of how they could be approaching aesthetically the space? Or? Absolutely, because uh, at times uh, there's different different roads or different paths to become an artist. There's, there's artists that go to college and do studio art and what's not, and they approach it that way. And that's a way of approaching the, the projects that is more uh, theoretical. There's other artists that are more interested in aesthetics and they just approach it through design or other other paths of life and there's others that just wanted to express it. So you need to figure it out where are you and what is the direction that you want to go and if you want to change that direction and what are the tools that you need in, in order to just uh, take a different path. Sure. And then when you're talking about uh, going back to that initial, when you're talking about the, the initial portrait that they're doing, is this a portrait that you're intending that it be based on some of the things that that other person is saying? Are you trying to reflect back to them about what you're hearing or are you just in, creating? In this portrait, you're going to create a portrait of the person that is in front of you and then you need to present the person. In, right. in five minutes, you present the portrait and you present the person. Uh, and then it's just what you capture in five minutes and then the other person just introduce himself and introduce the other person. And then from those two, there's already started a conversation. 10 people in a group can be very broadened. And then we can just start talking about, uh, because the question and the premise of it is, what is that is blocking you to produce art? Right. And that's the portrait that they need to do. A portrait about the what they think the other per is blocking the other person. Yeah, from what the art? person just provide the information. Okay, this is this. Yeah, I need to do a portrait of the other person and why he doesn't produce work. You okay, know, what is blocking the person in this uh, to start creating? So basically, is that conversation and that's the first exercise to identify what is that is uh, mm -hmm. the things that are blocking. Sometimes, uh, as I mentioned, could be emotional, could be. Uh, pure aesthetics, pure direction, they had a bad experience, many different sure. things that can trigger that artist block. All right, so then after that portrait, where they've done this portrait, they've sort of broken the ice, like you say, there's no longer a blank canvas. Mm -hmm. Where do they go from there? From there, then we just we just start doing uh, basic exercises, uh, and one of them is, is a critique of past work, uh, and everybody needs to present uh, ayas prior to the workshop that they bring five or ten images of their past work and they select the ones that they think that represents the best work and one that represents that that is not their their most uh, sophisticated or 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 work that represents them the most so then we start talking in in a critique manner what is happening and what are the differences and with that what i want to go is just see how they uh, talk about their project, how they talk about their work, and, and what are the directions, try to identify what are the directions that they want to go, and why are they not going there. It might be that it's a lack of technique, so then I can just suggest to recommend uh, to take a, a workshop with somebody else, doesn't need to be me, uh, or 
or just try to study in their own time some of the people that they admire their work the most and then just go and start from there. And I think this, this really brings people to think uh, inwards about where they are. And, and it's an exercise that I do, but not a lot of people do. Interesting. It's something, does this mean you've developed this yourself or is this just something that not a lot of other people? I, I have read a lot about artist blog because uh, most of the time uh, after I went to school, I was producing a bit and I w was living in poverty and I decided that I didn't want to live in poverty anymore. So how can you just manage time? Sometimes it's just management of time. And, and how can you manage time to keep your career and your profession as an artist, but also supplement that income with uh, your, your ability to produce in a, in a regular work. In my case, it's arts administration. So then where I have been blocking several times that I don't have time to produce my work. So then what do I do? Sometimes I teach a class and or paint my house and that triggers again the creativity because as I am painting it's very relaxing it's related to my practice of painting so I start just uh, developing this idea okay this would be cool to help other people doing this uh, and how how I approach it is in a very uh, very personal manner I think it is very authentic talking to people about what you feel and create that environment around your peers because every artist at some point in their life gone through this. Well, sure. And so then you're taking them through some of these processes, starting the critique. Uh, what? And this is a two-day course, right? Friday night and then a yes. full-day Saturday. So is this still the Friday night that they're going through this critique? Then? They do. There's uh, two critiques. One, uh, the step one critique is happening on Friday to find out where they are. And the Saturday is mostly producing two pieces of work, one in the morning and one in the afternoon of the same subject. Because what that does is you need to provide two different approaches of, of, uh, of the same work just to see and with a limited palette and with different media, perhaps, to find out what, uh, that you can, you can just replicate a theme and make it creative and make it interesting and say something. You know, there's artists like Manet and Monet uh, and, and all the masters did that. They replicate how many times the, 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 ch the church was painted in different, with different light and they create different moods. So if they can just see themselves doing that and allowing themselves to do it, uh, then this is an opportunity for them to just tap into that same energy of, of producing something of interest for them but also for other people. They need to think of who the audiences are or they're doing art for them. If they're doing art for them, they don't care what the art looks like. But if they're doing it for a gallery and they have a clientele that they need to suit and it's no longer the, the audience that they want, so then they need to just think of that as well. Do you find it that it's easier for them when you start to look at that, when you start to think about who your viewers are, who the audience is? It's very difficult for every artist, I mean, because you always have this uh, internal fight of you want to sell you don't want to sell so or you do art for yourself i choose to do arts administration because you, i do art for me and if it sells great it's a supplementary income instead of the other way around and i haven't stopped doing that and i've been lucky being intimate to myself and creating what i want but a lot of people don't take that path don't take that choice and they're bound to a gallery and and what the gallery said that they need to produce to sell. So if that's the case and they feel blocked, so then they need to start a new relationship 
they it provides a them opportunity to understand that that relationship is no longer healthy for them so then they need to move forward and find another gallery that probably support what they were doing there's space and room for everybody you just need to find where do you belong what direction you want to go and who you connect with another thing that create artist blocks especially in in areas like North Butterford, even though it has a great uh, arts community there, it's also that you don't get to see a lot of work. You don't get to hang out with other artists. Or if you hang out with the artists, they become your friends and you know their work and you don't get to go out a lot. So the opportunity to just uh, create the curiosity to go out and see other people's work and, and try to, with the internet, you can just research a lot and see but if you like something just connect with that person usually artists are very keen to connect with other artists and tell them what what they do and a lot of artists do workshops or take uh, mentorships or take mentors uh, mentees i mean and and then you just can just try to start a relationship with somebody that you really like so then we talk about all this while we are producing work so it's a very informal process but it's very intense so i hope uh, with this that people can, can just immerse in themselves in the practice and understand where in their career they are and how their work can evolve to, to tell something, to say something with their project. It's an interesting approach of trying to find uh, those who inspire you and really being a consumer in some ways of other arts is a, a, a method for thinking through seeing other approaches and, and sort of inspiring yourself, hey? Yeah, well, we borrow all the time with other people. We are constantly bombarded with media and images. I don't watch a lot of TV myself, but every time you drive in the streets or you are in a doctor's uh, or anywhere, you find images everywhere. So it's, it's almost impossible to not have influence of a graphic designer or, or, or any of the masters because there's the work in, in has been borrowed for how many times you have seen the Mona Lisa and many things. Sometimes you just walk in the street and then you see somebody with a shirt of the Mona Lisa, you identify it, but out of context. So just that conversation provide an opportunity for, for them to start thinking, okay, where, where am I? Where do I want to go? Why is that there? How did that got into there? So that this conversation that perhaps people have, but others never think of it. So then in terms of the workshop itself, you're doing two painting or drawing projects, mixed media that are going to be about the same subject. Yes. And then critiquing at the end of both of these. Absolutely. Okay. And they need to bring images, uh, of, of the project. I, I don't know the levels of the, of where they are. So to me, that first uh, doing an image of a portrait of a person, I want to see how they approach art and I see where they're blocking. Then people that might say, oh, I cannot do figure. Well, I didn't ever say do a figure uh, work. So this is a hint for whoever is listening, uh, have, have a hint about it. But we're going to discuss that. Why you we have perceptions about things. So uh, it when you give instructions, sometimes the instructions could be as we have our own our own idea of what a portrait looked like. Mm -hmm. You could do a blank page and talk and could be a performative uh, portrait of the person. You know, there's many approaches to art and to portraiture, but we think in the classic term. So it also allows them to think a little bit out of the box. And I will be surprised if anybody I have taught this workshop before and everybody just try to do a realistic work and they just do an eye or a nose or whatever. So it's sometimes hard for them to focus. But we're also going to do some gesture uh, figures and um, exercise that they 
just go around. Sometimes it's just, just to create a, a, a friendly environment that people feel confident to really be honest about their work because that's what, what it is. It's confidential, it's very intimate, and I would like to create that environment there. Well, and then are you also helping them when they're hitting like technical issues? Do you, I mean, I know you can't like certainly provide a, a high, too large a level of support just given the number of people, the limited time, but are, when you mentioned that some people are going to be hitting artist block because they don't have the technical skills to get beyond that, do you work with them a bit on that too? I, I do actually, and what I do is that I can, I've been doing this for so many years that sometimes uh, the fact that is that they don't have the drawing skills to do things. So then with the technology that we have, I allow them to use that technology. It could be a grid, uh, it could be a projector, it could be anything else. And actually I will be bringing my projector and if they have a USB, I can take a photograph of whatever they wanna do and then project it and they can transfer the image. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. But a lot of people uh, think that they need to be perfect drawers and that's just that is blocking their work. Probably they're better painters than what they're drawers. And if you, if you recognize that, you allow yourself permission to, at this uh, age, we, we can do anything and there's no right or wrong. And they need to also give themselves permission to just try these new technologies. If, if it is that they want to do just digital work, just do that. And what matters is that they're happy and they're producing. So then looking at some of those conceptual issues, like what they're trying to produce, how to approach a situation from different aspects, but then also looking at the technical of then, okay, but once we have a concept in mind, how do we start to realize it? Well, uh, how do we get uh, to produce from the technical issue to that? So then, of course, they're not going to produce a masterpiece in, in six hours. Uh, a masterpiece usually get produced after years and years and years of, of, of hit and error. We can, we can talk about that. This is just work, workshop, to just get people to think about those different issues and allow themselves uh, to stop that emotional judgment that most artists have towards their work and the insecurities that provide that they don't sell their works so, or, or that they don't get accepted in galleries. So if their issue is that they don't get accepted in galleries, probably they're tapping in the galleries that are uh, not for their work and they, haven't, they don't understand that side of the business. So then there's a lot of different galleries and I will be providing the, the Saskatchewan Carfax Gallery manual. So then they can go there and just talk to those people and, and, and find where is that they fit because sometimes it's just that. Where do I fit? If I'm a Dada artist, I'm not going to go to the museum that, or the gallery that just uh, show uh, portraiture that is hyper-realistic because you don't fit there. So of course, you're going to be denied that possibility, that opportunity to be showing your work there. So then it's just also to, to understand what is that you can do, where do you want to go, and how to get there. Right, providing some of those professional tools then to help support the artist in that sort of after time of, so once you've got a body of work building, where do you go and show it, how to continue on, because these things all interconnect, right? Absolutely, because, uh, for example, and, and, I, and I talk by experience, I've been through many of these stages, and that's how I have I've identified them. When I was in school, I, I needed to... Uh, uh, find ways to buy the art materials because they're expensive. So I also noticed that uh, I asked them to bring materials. I never tell them what grade of material and I will see bring the materials that you use. 
So then with that, I will check if the if if they're painters. It's mostly uh, for painters and drawers. If the paints, the brushes and all that are of quality. If they're not of quality and they're bought in, in a store that I don't want to say their names because that's promotion. But if it's a store that is not an art store and is dedicated to to this quality professional materials, how are you going to get there if you don't have the right tools? So this is an opportunity to create those conversations in a very respectful manner. So then that will trigger, okay, I don't have the money to buy it. So then you need to just think, okay, if I don't have the money to buy that and I want those materials, so then how can you get there? If it is that you then you need to change the material and go and get watercolors, quality watercolors or, or a different uh, material to tell your story because art is about telling your story. It's not just to, to craft something that is pretty and you want hanging in a wall at the end. If that's your purpose, you need to identify that and know that the gallery perhaps is not your place. So then at the end of this, as participants have now done these two projects, they've done a couple critiques, where do they go from there? What do you send them home with or, you know, how do they continue on? I will, I, I give them a homework of, uh, of commitment to themselves because art is just that. You need to commit to yourself to produce work. You need to com commit to the profession. So I, it's, it's up to them to do it. I just want to inspire them and I just want them to be available if they need to contact me after, if they're uh, for any reason, I will be more than happy to support them like I have done other, other people in my path. But I would like them to just go with that information and start creating work that they feel content about it, that they can show to their family and friends. Uh, there's amazing artists out there. They just don't have the security or the or the interest to show the work to anybody because they think the work is not good when in fact if it's good or not it's not for you to say fair enough well and so then they can go away and sort of use these tools that you're giving them to continue on this is a project run through carfac is that right it is a project i believe uh it has uh, it's the Chapel Gallery, but it has funds from SAS Culture and the Arts Board and the Municipality of okay. North Butterford, and also I believe the 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 lodge there, which I cannot read it right now, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, it's the Gold Golden Eagle Lodge is sponsoring uh, part of the workshop, and there's somebody else here, but I cannot read so. That's okay. You can read it. RBC Wealth Management, I believe, is what we're seeing there. Oh, my God. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. I, I know you're involved with Carfax, so I was sort of assuming that in. But so then working with the, the Chapel Gallery primarily. Though. Yes. The Chapel Gallery, I know in the past they have had some uh, grants from Carfax and have worked with, with that. So I'm also going to be talking about Carfax and the importance of associate with other peer artists that Carfax has a wealth of knowledge there, a lot of materials, a lot of information that they can use if they become members so I'm going to give that pitch as I always do I'm a very advocate of that organization well and you said you've taught this workshop before I have uh, not like exactly like this that is a two-day workshop I when I have done my res artist in residences and one-on-one -on -one, I go and I delve into this I haven't put something like this an intensive I would call this an intensive artist block workshop in the other residences that I have done 
I just divide it in a longer term because I have more time. So you delve more in depth into different aspects of what creates this. I divide it in subject matter and I do it through a longer period of time. Here is a condensed where uh, instead of talking about what creates artwork, I just design these projects that they can just create art as well as talk about what is the challenges, what are the challenges that are creating the artist block. Right, sort of talking through a lot of those challenges as they're making work. Sometimes that sort of creative space can be a good distraction or opening up. Absolutely, and, and I, th I believe that a lot, of, a lot of people that create work have a need for critique, and this pr also provides an opportunity for them to, to, to create friendship and help each other criticizing in a, in, in, a, in a positive manner. And when I talk about a critique, it's not I like it or I don't like it. You need to go in depth of what makes that work work. Interesting, yeah. And, and like you say, helping them to build a community there with their peers so that they have support for going forward. Yeah, and again, I don't know who's going to show up. Uh, there's 11 people signed up for the workshop, which is a very good group. Uh, more than 12, I think it would be a little bit too many people and I cannot give person to person. I usually move around while they're working. And again, these are small projects. And if there's the energy and the time and, and I see the need, it grows organically too. I have a, a sort of a schedule. But if it's organic and I see other needs, I just change it in the, uh, intuitively in the, in, the, in the flow of the day. No, that, that makes sense. That's great. Well, I think that might be a good point for us to end. Uh, unless there's anything else you want to leave us with. No, I'm just thankful to the Leah Garvin and the Chapel Gallery for this opportunity for me to be in the community and give back to the community and also to invite everybody to to just think of what is stopping them to create work and and with this conversation uh, give them some uh, opportunities for them to for all of us to just keep in mind that the artist block is just that a block but blocks can be removed or can be matched to the ground so it's a great opportunity for look inside and see what is that is holding us to do what we love to do well great well and thanks again alejandro uh thank I, you michael for my, having me my co-host on the show here speaking about your own project it's great this has been unframed again i'm your host michael uh, conversations about the arts on cfcr 90.5 fm a reminder, as always, you can find us on social media or Unframed Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you'd like to listen again to this episode or any of our past episodes, you can find our podcasts at unframedradio.com or on iTunes. Thank you and have a good evening.